Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in San Fernando, La Union. Uh, so make sure you follow along our journey as we document a trip through our blog, social media, podcasting, YouTube channel, and more. And one of the things I love doing is interviewing fellow dads on the show, fellow podcasters, fellow speakers, trainers. And I have an amazing one on the show here today. Our guest's name is uh, Jed. Uh, Doherty, and uh, he has a website called Jedly.com, and also he has a podcast called Reading with Your Kids. Uh, I actually had a chance to be on his podcast, and I have the link below so you'll be able to listen to my episode where we talked a lot about family travel. So Jed actually speaks and does uh, workshops at different schools all around the U.S., so super excited to learn all about his speaking, about his podcast, and more. So Jed, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks, Ricky. Thanks for having me on the show. And thank you for being on the show. So, Jed, uh, we start off our show always with getting to know our guests. So, why don't you share a little bit about your background, history, and anything you want, you want to share with the listeners of yours here today? Yeah, I, um, I, I had a very uh, strange and winding road to ending up being on stage. I uh, trained to be a social worker uh, in college and came out and was working with kids uh, in the uh, juvenile justice system here in the state of Massachusetts in the U.S., and I did that for about 10 years. As one can imagine, it was a very challenging position. It was very depressing because I was, even though I, I was doing, um, making strides with the, ki the clients I was working with, it was, it was always more kids in need and at risk. And that was heartbreaking. And I was uh, kind of at a crossroads. I really couldn't do that job and be spiritually healthy and physically healthy and uh, I literally uh, get down on my knees and I asked the Lord where he wanted me to go and I didn't get a, an answer right away but I sat down at the table and I opened up the newspaper and the first thing I saw was that Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus were having auditions for clowns that afternoon and I looked up to heaven and said really you, you're kidding me right <laughs> um but I, I, I trusted. I went on that audition. I had a great time. I had never done anything like that in my life. Um, and at that point, I started studying different um, uh, theatrical disciplines and uh, ended up with the, with the help of uh, that job helped me meet my beautiful wife. And she, in turn, helped me figure out a way to make a living um, presenting uh, to kids in schools, churches, at special events. And basically what I do is I use my comedy and my magic to inspire kids to um, care for themselves and make healthy choices for their lives and also to be caring and respectful of others. And obviously that's a great way of, uh, you know, uh, traveling around and working at the same time and, of course, making a difference and impacting kids all around the U.S. and beyond. So. Tell us about how do you actually book the gigs and how do you get the, yourself scheduled as a speaker at different schools? Boy, that is that is that 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 used to be a really easy uh, question <laughs> for me to answer. Um, uh, in the past, it would be putting together a nice little um, uh, mailer, um, uh, a brochure about me with some quotes, and pop them in the mail, and I could always depend on a certain uh, percentage of, of positive responses. Nowadays, you know, those, those mailers just go right in the trash. 
Uh, so you, you, you're dealing, I, I am, am dealing with a, a myriad of, of different ways to market between um, uh, social media, email, uh, old fashioned, get on the telephone and uh, hey, yeah, I haven't seen you guys for a while. Would you like to have me back? Um, uh, a lot of networking uh, with people and, um, and a fair amount of people discover me through my podcast that you mentioned, uh, the Reading With Your Kids podcast. Uh, that 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 show is uh, the audience for that show uh, is parents, educators, and also authors. And most of the authors tend to be either educators or parents themselves. Uh, so there's a fair amount of uh, bookings that happen that way too. Awesome. And uh, one of the things you mentioned, obviously, is your skill and experience and expertise in the area of magic and uh, clowning. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about how do you incorporate that and actually sharing the message. So how do you keep it from just being fun and uh, footloose and fancy free, but actually making that impactful, inspiring, motivational message so that the kids can take it home and internalize it? Well, one of the differences, my daughter, um, when my daughter was about 11 or 12 years old, she kind of made this observation to me and, and, and it really kind of opened up my eyes. She said, you don't go on, you're so much different than most magicians. You don't go on stage and say, look at me, I have all this skill. You bring kids up on stage and you make it about them and they become the star of the show. They're the ones who are doing the magic. Uh, they're the ones who are uh, have ha- is having the magic happen in their hands. And um, that, that really helped me adjust the way that I was seeing myself. I, I think it was you know, something that, that, that occurred naturally with me. Uh, but once, you know, my daughter kind of opened my eyes to that, uh, then, you know, then I was, you would specifically sit down and was able to create uh, uh, routines and messages. Uh, one of the things about magic is that we have a saying in magic, it's, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Most magic happens in the blink of an eye and you don't actually I mean good magician you don't see what we're doing because it's there one minute it's not there the other or it's not there and it comes and it's it's instantaneous um what we mean when we say it's it's the journey and not the destination is it's the story that we tell while we're while we're explaining that this object is moving from here and going to there or it's disappearing and transforming into something else and it's the story that we weave as we're making the magic happen. And that's where I'm able to weave in those messages. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite routines that I've turned into a children's book uh, is called The Great Maritini. Hmm. And in my story, The Great Maritini, it's, it's a retelling of the story of the Good Samaritan. And in my, in my telling of it, the, um, the Good Samaritan is a kind of a clumsy, aspiring magician who's known as a great Maritini and uh, he travels around from town to town and he and he makes some mistakes and, and on stage I, I bring a, a student up on stage and he becomes a great Maritini and he performs an amazing transformation and it's all done in in the students hands and, and we have some fun we do some funny gestures and things like that uh, but it's after the that magic happens and I explain that when the great Maritini was walking from one town to another, he encountered this person. He found this person who had been beaten and robbed and, and ignored by, by his neighbors. And at that moment, the great Maritini realized 
that the greatest transformation of all is taking those feelings of caring and transforming them into action to help someone else. So this just kind of um, a, a way we kind of wrap that message around a magic trick. So the magic grabs the kid's attention and then that way, once we have the kids focused, we're able to deliver uh, that message of, of caring and being respectful. Awesome. Sounds great, uh, Jed. Uh, one of the things we love to do on a show is to inspire people and to equip them in terms of speaking and traveling. So uh, you've been able to do this uh, around the U.S. So what tips or advice would you give to someone who wants to do something similar in terms of maybe not the magic component, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if they are skilled at that, but in terms of speaking and inspiring and uh, you know, having different uh, schools uh, invite you in. Any tips for someone who's doing this for the first time or considering getting into this as a potential career? Well, first off, you have to understand that it is a roller coaster. If you're, <laughs> right. somebody, if you're somebody who needs that steady paycheck and that um, retirement plan at the end or the pension, this probably isn't for you. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of peaks and valleys. Uh, and uh, um, if you're going to be in this field, you need to be flexible. You need to know what you want, what, what your core values are and what you want to present to kids. Um, but especially if you're working with schools, pr- the priorities of schools change uh, from year to year, sometimes from month to month. And if you're able to kind of um, understand what those priorities are and what schools are looking to do and market your message uh, in a way that meets their needs while also being true to your values and and, and what you are hoping to do, then you're going to be uh, successful. Um, I would also just say be open to um, let the magic, whether you're doing magic or not, but be open to letting the magic happen. Because when you're in, in front of kids in, in a school situation, it's very, very different than playing in a theater. Um, because there is that, in a theater, there's that kind of uh, wall. And that's, there's that detachment from the audience. And you're there, and it's almost like they're seeing a movie. Um, in a school presentation, the best school presentations truly are interactive. And you really need to make a connection with the kids and anytime you make a connection with people, well, some unexpected things can happen. And, and, and I've, been, I've been part of some amazing moments on stage. And um, I, I thank God for, for those moments. They, they've truly changed my life. Um, so uh, I, I, would, I would say be prepared for that kind of magic to happen. Beautiful. God, great tips there, Jed. Uh, so one of the things you do besides speaking is you're an author and a podcaster. And one of your big passions is um, getting people to read aloud with the kids. And, uh, you know, that's one of my big passions, too, as a dad, uh, to inspire kids to uh, read. Uh, sorry, dad, well, kids to read, but also the dads and moms to read with their kids as well. So tell us a little bit about your journey uh, to create the podcast, to create the theme and uh, get it going. How long has it been running? And tell us more about the show. We've, we've had over 200 episodes. I'm very happy that we are a number one iTunes kids and family podcast. I'm really excited mm-hmm. about that. Awesome. The audience is, is really, really growing. And so we're very grateful. Um, the, the, one of the things I realized as a parent, now that my kids are adults, they're 22 and 25, 
we have some, my wife and I both have great relationships with our kids and we're able to talk to our kids and have these great conversations. And it can be about serious topics of politics or just having conversations about life and fun. And I believe, I really believe that the foundation for those relationships that we have with our kids today, that foundation was, was built when they were infants and they were sitting on our lap and we we're reading to them and we were asking them questions about what they read and we were empowering them with what do you think about this we just read this and what do you think about the bear in the story what do you think you could have done differently and just simple things like that really do empower kids you're you're showing the kids that you respect them you you're sharing time with them and you are, believe it or not, as a parent, you are the most important person in your child's life, even though they don't act like it. <laughs> even though they act like you're the worst person in their life, you really, really are the most important person. You're the person that they want um, to love them more than anybody else. And so when you're giving, them to that, giving that time to your kids when they're infants, when you're listening, when you're asking them their opinion, because no one asks kids their opinion. They're just told what to do. Stand here, listen to this, sit down, stand up, do the homework. And then here it is, you're, you're the most important person in their life and you're actually asking them, what do they think? Obviously you need to set limits and be the parent, but you know, in the context of talking about a story, you, you are able to do those things and, and ask kids to, um, gee, what would you do differently about that? And so you're able to talk about uh, situations in a, a a very comfortable way with your kids and you're able to share your values and and I, I, I truly believe and one of the reasons we we talk to authors of all genres of, of uh, children's literature is because we don't stop reading with our kids when they learn how to read we continue to read with them We've, whether it's uh, reading aloud together or whether it's co-reading and sitting down at the table and talking about the book or talking about a movie and watching movies together and talking about it um, is very, very important. And it's not only very important, it's a blast. It's the best time. And, uh, you know, uh, you said you have adult kids. So you obviously seen the shift with the technology. And nowadays, a lot of uh, kids on screen time, you'll see it at restaurants and mm -hmm. uh, on, uh, public transport, etc. So how do you feel, uh, you know, this whole area of um, reading is being affected by the current technological revolution? It, 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 it would concern It concerns me if the parents are allowing the screens to babysit the kids. Um, because you know the screens, they flash and they make noise and they're really, really cool, but they can't love your kid. And your kid, as much as they're kind of hypnotized, and I think that's what happens a lot of times, is they become hypnotized by the flashing lights and the noise. That's not love. And they're not being empowered by that. Um, and so it, it can't, you know, it, it might entertain kids, um, but, but it can't babysit kids. It can't, can't substitute for the parent. Um, my son was uh, very advanced technologically. We, we got into using the CD-ROM stories and, and that kind of thing out of when he was uh, four, five, and six years old. But we were doing it together. 
And so it was very much like reading. He would, you know, this, the, this old CD-ROMs, it would start and it would kind of, you, you could either read it or the, the, the program would read it for you or the kids could read it. But there were things to do and you could talk about, oh, what happens if you click on the cow? Oh, it moves or it does this or it does that. But there's still that interaction between parent and child. And so I think as long as, as long as we're, as long as a screen is another tool being used by a parent to connect with their kid, that I'm comfortable with. Um, but we need to remember that, that um, screens can't love our kids. And the other thing we need to remember is that, that this little device that almost every kid has in their pocket, it's a doorway. And not only does the door open up for your kids to experience the world, it opens in and it gives access to your kids to some people that you don't want them to have access to your kids. So how can you avoid, uh, you know, uh, those kind of predatory behavior or uh, them stumbling upon the wrong sites, et cetera? Uh. Well, them stumbling upon the wrong sites, that is a tough one because, uh, you know, um, I, I had state-of-the-art um, site blocking and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, still my, my very uh, wise son was able to get in and around sometimes when he was uh, a very curious teenager. Um, again, diligence, being there. Uh, there are a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, we used to say, have the computer before smartphones, have the computer in a, in a public place or in a family place so the kids you are able to see if they're on a site. Uh, obviously, whatever kind of software you can put on your um, devices to protect kids, I'm not sure what's state of the art right now, but I would absolutely look into that. Um, and there's also a lot of experts that are online and, and I would absolutely defer to them go online because because the technology is changing all the time and because it's not um something that i'm i'm actively dealing with right now because my kids are adults i absolutely would say go online um see what's out there see what the best protection is and then listen and and again talk to your kids one of the things that we told both of our kids is that they should not ex have any expectations of privacy in their home. They should understand that as parents, we would look in their room if we thought there was a need. We would look on their phone or look on their computer and, and track their history and see where they went. And I think that's very important. They were, I, I can't think of, you know, we, we never had to, you know, do a, a, a full search of, of either of our kids' rooms. Uh, but they knew that we were aware. We, they knew that uh, that's something that we would do if we felt there was a need for it. And the same with technology. You, history, check the history. And if the history is being cleaned out, then that's a sign and check that out. Yeah, great, great tips there, Jed. Uh, so one of the things that we always ask our guests is about the future. Uh, so you have your speaking career, you have your book, you're a podcaster. Tell us a little bit about the future vision for yourself, your family, your business, and more. Well, one of the things I am hoping to do is to merge the Reading With Your Kids podcast with my, my live show even more. And so uh, this fall, we're going out as... Um, you know, my live show is being presented by the Reading With Your Kids podcast. 
and really making those connections and looking to do many, many more shows that promote the idea of reading and inspire kids to do more reading um, and also do more writing. And so we're, we're trying to merge them in that way. Um, we're really excited. One of the things we're excited about with the, um, with the podcast is we've assembled a team of, uh, of parents, educators, and kids that uh, are evaluating books. We have a, a Reading With Your Kids Certified Great Read program. It's uh, not so much a book award, but it's just a, um, uh, kind of a seal of approval. And if our panel believes a book is worthy of four or five out of five stars, it becomes a Reading With Your Kids Certified Great Read. And we're really, really excited because um, uh, there's a lot of interest in the program and a number of books who have, um, have gone through the evaluation process and who have become uh, Certified Great Reads have gone on to win more awards. Their, their first, you know, the recognition that they received from being a certified great read opened up great, great doors for them. And uh, so a number of books have been discovered by um, uh, associations of librarians. There is one book, our, our first certified great read, uh, When Dante's Father Went to Prison was discovered by a, an association of librarians that serve at-risk kids. And so they named that one of their top recommended books. And I was so very happy about that because it's such a great book um, and such an important um, book for kids. Uh, well, I think for all kids, but certainly kids who are dealing with that issue of having a, uh, a parent who's incarcerated. Um, it's so important for them. So what are some of the requirements if someone wants to submit uh, to get recognized? Very simple. Uh, they can find some information on our website. It's readingwithyourkids.com. And also, uh, we always encourage people to uh, click on the contact page, send us, a, send us a message, let us know a little bit about their book. We can get them started in the process. Nice and easy. So uh, in conclusion, uh, tell us about all the different ways that people connect, either through speaking, to get the copy of your book, your podcast, and more. Well, you mentioned right at the top of the, of the show, I have a website. It's gently.com, J-E-D-L-I-E.com, because I have trouble spelling. Um, and of course, the Reading With Your Kids podcast is available at um, on iTunes and all of the different uh, hundred different podcasting platforms. And our website is readingwithyourkids.com. I'm on Facebook, Jedley, J-E-D-L-I-E. You can connect with me personally. We also have a um, Reading With Your Kids Facebook page. On Twitter, it's at Jedley Magic. I'm on Instagram, at Magic Jedley, because I guess I was dyslexic when I was signing up and I reversed them. Uh, but uh, you know, we loved, I love uh, connecting with people and um, social media is how Ricky and I connected. And it's how I've, how I've connected with so many um, great friends in my life, friends that have become, uh, you know, friends in the digital world. And, and many of those people we've met in, in the uh, physical world, too. Well, I hope our paths cross physically as well, not just digitally. So thank you, Jeff, for coming on to the show, sharing all your insights. And we look forward to connecting soon. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear more about your travels. You're doing some amazing things and i'm hoping i can have my wife listen to your show and read your blog so that she can become more adventurous and go to some of the 
exotic places I want to check out. Well, definitely get her to listen because that is usually the case. Actually, there's one parent who's a little bit more adventurous, maybe one who's a little bit more stable and secure. Definitely the case in our our, our marriage. Like me, I uh-huh. I tend to be more of the adventurous one. My wife tends to be more wanting the stability and security. And it's very much this uh, the trade. I feel like, uh, for example, uh, right now we're here in the Philippines, where my wife's from. Her parents are here, so we're 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 living in the state of stability and security now with her parents. And we're going to go out adventuring in 2019. Uh, so, and last year we were adventuring. So I feel it's very much a balance. So, hey, you know, you, you can tell your wife this, that, that you've had your stability and security. So now it's time to hit the road. That's how, I, how I've been able to do it with my wife. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Godspeed, my friends. Safe travels. And I look forward to speaking to you down the road. Yes, definitely, definitely. So uh, once again, I'll have Jed Lee's links right below if you're watching this on YouTube. Once again, it's jedlee.com and, of course, uh, uh, readingwithyourkids.com uh, as well. And, of course, I'll have all the social media links. So connect with uh, Jed, connect with us as well, daddyblogger.com, and we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode.